Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where Bob and Derek have beards, talk booze, and drink books. Something like that. All right. As always, I am Bob of Tales by Bob. I'm the Ask the Podcast, Derek. It's me, creative consultant Tanya. I need a new name. Nope. 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 You, you nope. got to earn a new nope. name. Yep. No. You don't. Nope. You don't get to give yourself a nickname. They just happen, and it's a, not. It's not up to you. It's up to us. I want to be like <laughs> Pinocchio and be like, but I'm a real boy. Like, I need a name. Uh, well, yeah. you have Tanya. You just need a title. Titles are like nicknames, which we give you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Master well, of the universe. On that uh, note, I want uh, to dive straight in. I just happened to go look at our reviews. Yes. On iTunes. Yes. Uh, to see if anyone had actually been listening in the time that we weren't recording. And uh, we got one. We had one come in. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was one star. Oh, yay! <laughs> All right, I'm going to read it to you guys. I love a good star. Yeah, so talking about you're a real boy. Yeah. Uh, I know you're on this episode. Um, oh, great. But oh, no, they, what did I do? They totally act like you're not. So, okay, listen to this. I wish I had that half hour back. Same. I listened to two guys offer what amounted to lazy coverage of what sounded like the reading of a Wikipedia article on the genre of cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. I don't know the age of these hosts, but if I had to guess, I would say that they're young enough to think people want to listen to them chatter from a place of ignorance and young enough to assume that no one will care about their ineptitude. If they are older, then more is the shame. Also, whenever a white person, like the two hosts, makes a smarmy, critical, dismissive remark about white guys writing white guys, I immediately assume that they are pandering and clumsily engaging in the sort of verbal self-flagellation to demonstrate their virtue. Nothing could be more absurd or a greater justification for never listening to such people's opinions ever again. I'm sure these guys would be the same people to criticize those same white writers for being tone deaf or insincere if they had to write characters with more diverse perspectives. And it's this kind of contradiction, which always seems to be at the heart of performative white self-loathing. It's annoying, pointless, and incredibly stupid. And it's embarrassing to listen to such people doing this. That's a lot of words to be like, I'm a racist. (laughs) So half of one episode totally killed my interest in the entire podcast. Remarkable. (laughs) <laughs> interestingly the cyberpunk episode is to date still our most popular <laughs> i love it i love it so that's just i, I think uh, that's that, a weird that was a weird mm. like why would why would you come in on that episode i just wonder you know i guess that they were probably like a huge cyberpunk fan i don't like how do you like i just, I just have so many questions like how do you find us first of all good good luck with that i mean on it yeah yeah second yeah. of all uh the cyberpunk episode was like part way through season three. That that's where you came in at. Huh? Uh, but yeah. I, I, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, so that's great. You, you're not, not only are you not a real boy, you're apparently not a real co-host because you were uh, not there. <laughs> I mean, okay. But that makes me feel good that like, I was not memorable in a good way. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll take it. I mean, I would rather be memorable in a good way, but obviously I didn't stick out as being a self-flagellating white guy, which I'm in fact, not a white guy. Um, yeah. So, I mean, great. I'll, I'll be mediocre and be, you know, forgettable when there's bad reviews, but if there's ever a good review, I hope that it's like, Oh God, Tanya is so great. I'm so glad she's like the best part of the podcast. I'm so glad she's back. I'm going to write that. You're going to get, you're going to get a review and it's going to be like <laughs> the same thing when I worked in retail and I would do my own customer surveys and be like, Oh my God, Tanya's like the best. Yeah. And my manager would be surprised and I would not be. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and listen to that episode just to hear what he was talking about. Cause um, I mean, fuck, I don't know. That, that was, that was like two going on three years ago now. I think I don't remember what the fuck I said. <laughs> No, it was pre-Rona. That was a whole lifetime ago. Like yeah. it was before 2020. It was a different lifetime. Exactly. Exactly. So I just, I just wanted to bring, bring that up. Um, Derek, me and you, uh, we got to step our game up clearly. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. So first off, let's, uh, let's tackle some news. And I got, I got a juicy one for you. 
Well, it's not, it's not juicy. It's interesting. Gross. Okay. I don't like that word. It's juicy. Nasty. Yeah. Gross. Hmm. Gross. Bob, hmm. make sure to Keep add going. that to the, to the, the title of things. To, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Our, Gross. our, this is our juicy news segment. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> doll got bought. I don't, um, that may not okay. uh you may not instantly be like oh fuck yeah i keep totally keep up with independent publishers um daw are uh so the two biggest names on there are tad williams oh which yes is memory sorrow and thorn that trilogy mm-hmm. uh, that was their first huge success it sold 10 million copies um their second huge success was a a little a little guy by the name of uh, old pat rothfuss Oh, I know that guy. He's a fine chap. Yeah. So he was, uh, they're independent, but a few years ago, they basically signed a deal with Penguin, um, Penguin Random House to be their distributor. And there are whispers, nothing, nothing concrete that it was a little more than just that. Like Penguin was kind of struggling. No, no, no. Oh, Penguin's doing fantastic. Uh, Okay. But Daw has been struggling the past few uh, years, and okay, and the 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 rumor mill is that Penguin was kind of meddling and making them make decisions that Daw wouldn't have made. So, um, like for example, scandalous. I know. So Ted Williams, the Memory Star and Thorn have these iconic covers, and so when he starts doing this new series in that world, they basically decided to not go with the same cover artist because it was expensive because they were paintings, you know, you had to hire someone to paint this cover. Yeah. yeah. And so they didn't do that. And the, the rumor is that penguin was the ones that kind of put the kibosh on that. So anyway, so they've been struggling the past few years and uh, a company called Astra publishing bought them uh, who I looked online um, like I read a couple articles and they're like Astra Publishing and didn't really go into details. And uh, I kind of looked online and it's a Chinese company mm-hmm. that they have a ton of readers and whatnot, but they've been buying up other um, companies of which DAW is just the latest, but all in kind of like the book sphere. So mm-hmm. uh, DAW is their first uh like sci-fi fantasy imprint that they've bought. But so it'll be interesting to see. Um, supposedly mm-hmm. Daw is keeping the entirety of their staff. Like they basically just like, we're just buying it. Y'all leave everything the same. Y'all do what you do. The profits just go to us now, I guess. I don't know. Um, so maybe good, maybe bad. Um, but really the point of it all is it's Pat Rothfuss's fault. I mean, you do realize that the entire time you've been sitting here saying that, that's what I've been pointedly not saying. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if he had put out book three in the ensuing years, I bet there's a chance. There's no way they would have sold it. They did not sell. They would not sell. Yeah. Um, That said, the first, so Memory Star and Thorn sold 10 million copies. The, and that's three weighty tomes. Mm -hmm. Um, The two Rothfuss books sold 20 million copies. So, um, they, you know, you know, they haven't, they haven't been hurting, but I just feel like Rothfuss puts out book three and this doesn't happen. hundred yep. percent. Part yep. of that is like he had, he had made, con- he has had comments in the past when I used to pay attention to what he said, um, where he was talking about the pressure he feels because the people that work at DAW many of their jobs are contingent on him producing good work. Right. And then he hasn't. And then now they're sold. So, I mean, it's a pretty clear, like, sure. It could be other stuff, but yeah. uh, Even if it's, even if it's not his fault or does not come back to him in any way, shape or form, I can tell you people will think it because I did. And one of those people will undoubtedly be him. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's just one of those things go sideways things like this are never a matter of just one, one thing. thing. Right. But th- you have to think that is a pretty 
sizable straw on the camel's back. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's kind of hard to have such a large name not produce. I mean, yeah. you can have a bunch of a bunch of little authors or a bunch of little sales, you know, yeah. but it's 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 the whale that keeps you fed. And, oh, yeah. No, um, that's how the publishing industry works is yeah. it's really gambling. They yeah. publish a bunch of people and put no money behind them. And the ones that pop off, they sink a little money into, see if that builds. And then they build to the level of a Rothfuss or a Sanderson or a JK Rowling. And yeah. those people generate the money that allows them Everybody to gamble else. on the other folks. Yeah. So also yeah. Daw is where, uh, who produces Mercedes Lackey, who I really like. Yeah, so. no, they, I, I didn't, I didn't, write down a list of all the people they do but it's mm-hmm. a it's a veritable who's who of people in the in the fantasy uh realm uh, very very spe- they've been around since 71 uh and it's kind of been in the family like uh uh a, the dad and his partner opened it and then when the dad passed away the daughter took over kind of deal so it's kind of stayed in the family you know so definitely a storied tradition. They're known for their like iconic yellow uh, bindings kind of deal. Um, but yeah, I'm Aww. actually I'm actually listening to the Black Griffin, which is uh, co-written by Mercedes Lackey and Larry Dixon, and yeah. that's a doll book. I'm actually yeah. listening to that right now when I go on my walks. Yeah, perfect. So that all that ties neatly into our topic. So. In April of 2019, we did an episode where we compared George R. R. Martin, Scott Lynch, and Patrick Rothfuss and asked the question, who is the worst offender in not getting their next book out? And uh, we talked about it. We kind of went in depth. We uh, talked about where they, you know, how they got to this point, just really dove deep on it. And, you know, we were like, it's been... It's been two and a half years now, roughly. It's time for an update. Let's see. In two and a half years, have <laughs> any of these three authors gotten their next book out? Spoiler. No. no. <laughs> God. But there, it, it, they weren't operating in a vacuum. There has been movement. So we're here to fill you in on what's been going on. So... Do y'all have who do we want to start with? Uh the first one on the list. Scott Lynch, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I predicted in the heady days of April 2019 <laughs> that we would have book four within a year. And we did not. We so, did not. Um, so for those who don't know, Lies Locked More came out in 2006. Uh he, you know, is supposed to be the first of seven books. 2007, the second book comes out, Red Seas Under Red Skies. Um, You know, things are looking good. And then it was five years before the third book comes out, The Republic of Thieves. Uh, And so we've been waiting on The Thorn of Emberlane ever since. So uh, he, the problem with Lynch is he has some uh, health issues. Uh, And I've read that it's heavily like anxiety type issues. Uh, so where we're at on book four, he claims to have completed a draft of the fourth novel and that he has, uh, I think in 2021, he said that he had switched to a new medication regime, which is paying off and he's getting more revisioning done on it. So in theory, an, an end is possibly in sight there, but he hasn't been resting on his laurels and he hasn't been just doing, you know, edits and revisions on book four. He has completed three novellas set in the uh, Lock Lamora world. Uh, and they're going to, they're novellas which and I quote, serve as a non-essential bridge between the Republic of Thieves and the Thorn of Emberlane, the first exploring Locke and Jean's flight from the city of Carthane. Mm-hmm. So um, 
first novella doesn't have a name yet, um, but it's going to be published by Subterranean Press. And then the other two novellas, the names have been known for a while, and they're pretty cool. The Mad Baron's Mechanical Attic and The Choir of Knives. Okay. No, I like that he's still at least putting out content and doing like some world building a bit. Yeah. Instead of just um, making cookbooks. Yeah. Well, so uh, <laughs> I, I do want to know what that third book is about because, you know, it's called The Choir of Knives and inquiring minds want to know. Must know. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. Funny. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Who are we doing next? Who's going to depress us most? Go with the uh, cookbook boy. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. George R. My, Martin. My good pal, George Martin. <laughs> God. Okay. okay we, at this we, point, does anyone even care? Well, this if is how. If he puts out this last book, does anyone care? This is how bright eyed and naive we were at the time. When we recorded this oh, in right. that episode, we talk about how season eight would be launching the following Sunday. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, my. If only oh my. we knew. <laughs> There's so many reasons why I want to go back in time and warn myself about stuff. It would be just, you know, just stop at season seven. Just yeah. stop. Oh, don't stop before season seven. Stop I mean, at seven the end of six. tolerable. No, it wasn't. It was awful, it was too. It was, but it was tolerable when compared to eight, I guess. Fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> So I did not even bother trying to keep up with like the bullshit that he's been doing instead of, uh, I was not like, I mean, we're talking cookbooks. We're talking literally everything, but seemingly writing Mm -hmm. this fucking book. Um, Mm -hmm. the winds of winter is, uh, what, what, what we're looking for. Right. Isn't that the next one? Allegedly. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So here, here, here's what he said. So this is interesting. Um, not the uh, like. This is interesting. Just you know, from a purely academic standpoint, we're never going to get to read these words. So you know, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of moot. But he said this uh, like a month ago. He says, "What I have noticed more and more of late, however, is my gardening is taking me further and further away from the television series." Now, when he says gardening here, he's not referring to he actual gardening, which would not yeah. surprise me at all that he decided to, to start growing prize pumpkins instead of writing this fucking book. Um, yeah, literally anything except writing this book. Yeah, no, he's referring to his style. Of, he call, he calls his style of writing gardening. So okay. he says. Uh, yes, some of the things you saw on HBO and Game of Thrones, you will also see in The Winds of Winter, uh, though maybe not in quite the same way. But much of the rest will be quite different. Good. Great. So, yeah. So seemingly Great. he's getting in here, writing this and being like, nah, we're doing this different. So I guess in theory, if we ever saw these books, you know, and read them, you know, they might be a lot different, it sounds like. Well, I mean, got, how would they not be? Well, if you think the I, winds of winter is turning out quite different, you know that's going to get exponential mm-hmm. by the final book. You know, all the changes yeah. that happen in winds of winter are going to compound in dreams of spring. No, um, so what I'm what I'm thinking is that okay, so what we had heard is that you know George R. R. Martin told the producers, you know, at HBO the the rough ending of how the story ends. And they filled in the gaps. So theoretically, it's, you know, Bran on the throne in the end of Winds of Winter. But that was received so fucking poorly. Yeah. Then granted, a lot of that was just ham-fisting by the TV show. But even as a novel, like, where does that, how does that even make sense? And so it could be where this is taking much longer to come out because he's like, oh shit, that, that didn't go over well. Let me rewrite the whole fucking book. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that he would have actually told them the way it ends, just purely from the standpoint of there's no way that the books ended with 
Bran on the throne. Yeah. Oh my God. What are if they were like, well, who 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 takes the throne at the end? He's like, man, I don't know. Fucking fucking Bran. I don't know. He was, <laughs> he was looking at he was looking at his pantry and saw his cereal collection. Like, you know what? Fucking Bran, man. Yeah. Um, no, so here's the thing. You know, this was originally a trilogy, and you know that he had this much more tightly thought out at one point, you know. Right. Now it's it's right. totally gone off the rails and gotten way, way out of hand. Yeah. But I just there's no way you can sit there with a straight face, tell me that his original plan when this was a trilogy was that Bran was going to wind up king of king of everything. Like there's it, no, yeah. there's no fucking way. From, it, from the artistic standpoint of how you structure a story, you can say a lot of things about George R. R. Martin. That's not the, that he can't do. That is not one of those things that you can say. True. He could figure out how to get that done. No, yeah. no, it's, it's that he has made far too many allusions and promises elsewhere throughout the, all the novels leading towards yeah. what the actual end is. That there's no way all of those plans that he has laid aren't going to be realized in the idea of putting certain someone else on the throne. Like that's not, he's a responsible and capable narrative constructor. There's no way. Literally zero of the complaints about him have to do with his writing. It has everything to do with his his lack of writing. (laughs) writing. Yeah. So yeah, good uh, but, quality, lack of production. Please yeah. produce. So we talked about uh, here recently. We talked about Snow, the mm-hmm. show that they're doing about Jon yeah. Snow. Um, in the article I was reading, it said this: alongside Snow, Martin is working with HBO on developing Ten Thousand Ships, Sea Snake, aka Nine Voyages. And Duncan Egg, uh, a show called The Hedge Knight. Um, he admits that he doesn't think they'll all be greenlit, but he would love them to be, but it's probably not going to happen. But yes, so there are still, in theory, four other uh, Game of Thrones shows in the works beyond the one that's actually about to come out. The one that is about to come out is going to do probably so poorly that they're like okay never mind yeah it well, makes see, you that's, wonder that's if the thing is like that. who yeah who actually cares like i know that there's going to be a subset of the population who's just going to continue to be die hard you know game of thrones all day long people because every every fandom has that but and we've we've mentioned this before about like there's not another franchise or another pop culture phenomenon that was so consuming of the population and then just immediately disappeared. disappeared. 100%. Disappeared. Yep. Now I'll I'll say this. I think they have a real opportunity here because I think you're going to have a ton of people who are curious and they're going to check it out out of curiosity. And if they can nail that first episode, like really just really come in hot and nail it. I think they can get enough initial interest to, you know, maybe build back up. But then, you know, there's every chance in the world they just shit the bed on episode two and everyone leaves again. Like that's the thing. They burned all their goodwill. People are not going to be forgiving. They've got to really nail this first season. No, I, I I would not burn me once, man. Like I watched so many years of the show for it to just be like completely fucking garbage at the end and like if i'm watching snow for example you know it's gonna be okay this is great but how long until it becomes fucking trash well i mean i think the thing to look at is like okay which of these is based on source material if the answer right. is none, I have no time for it because the only reason the first few seasons of this was good is because they had a source material. Right. That's, that's why they were able to do what they did, and it was fantastic. Then they had to do it themselves, and they are morons because guess what? They're not George R. R. Martin. Well, right. I got to say, point. though, D and B are gone, right? Ben Hoff yeah. and Weiss, the showrunners, oh, yeah. like they, they, they're gone. Dude, the so, end of that season did so poorly, they lost future jobs because of it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. here, like they left to thing. go to Star Wars and got kicked off Star Wars, or some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. You That's got great. the fuck up to get kicked off Star Wars. 
Right. So HBO, I mean, HBO has a real track record of putting out some really top notch shit. Mm-hmm. So they do. Uh, you know, I think, you know, a lot of the, so, all right. So the Duncan egg stuff, that's all got a ton of source material. Um, there's tons of like short stories for, to, to draw on that. And that stuff's like really popular among the like diehard readership fan base. Um, snow, obviously there's probably fuck all, um, you know, source material, 10,000 ships. I don't even know what that's about sea snake, AKA nine voyages. I got no clue what that's about. (laughs) Um, but so here's the thing. It could actually work in their favor because like they've got, They've got all this history and stuff to draw on, and they've got a bunch of these characters that they can use if it's in the somewhat recent history. You know, obviously, like Snow is not going to probably feature a ton of folks because who's going up north of the wall? Really, it's cold. No one likes it cold. Um, I like it. So cold. they bring in some like really good writers, some of like the the HBO go to know what the fuck they're doing. People they could make something cool. But at this point, everyone is so just gun shy about it that, oof, you got to come correct or don't come at all. Like one more bad step here. And that's the end of that franchise, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Uh Oh, yeah. Like, no, I'm hesitant to try. I would probably, if there's nothing else available, give it a shot. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's to the point where I probably won't even try it. Like, I'll I'll wait if someone if people say good things about it, I'll try it. But like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even giving them one episode to test it. I'm just not doing that. So yeah, and I, I say all this with understanding that I haven't actually watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> um, I just read the I read the what happened last week articles oh as they came out. <laughs> Because I'm the worst. Uh, yes. <laughs> I've seen like, all told, I've probably seen like about a half dozen episodes. Um, oh. So I'm getting better. Uh, but yeah. So let's move on to Rothfuss, who I would say arguably last time there was the possibly like the least movement on. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because at that point he had come out with the Aria book. So he had at least done that. Um, okay. Patrick Rothfuss actually on live stream read the prologue to the Doors of Stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did. There's at least he, a little bit. He uh, he was doing his usual like big world builders charity. Yeah. It was like, hey, if I get enough votes or something on this live stream, I will I will read this prologue. Uh on on the stream and he did and he said if it gets enough he will he put a full chapter of the third book out somewhere hell yeah yeah he hasn't done that that (laughs) he has not done that he has not done it's been like seven or eight months now um here's what he said about that said so it said however in addition to the prologue the author also promised fans that he'd put a full chapter of the elusive third book out into the world there's a lot of things in process and things are moving more slowly than I would like, Rothfuss said. And a lot of the reason for that is I am moving more slowly than I would like. There's just kind of a lot in general that I'm doing in a bunch of ways. And there's some other stuff just in my life. So relatable, relatable. Yes. I mean, yes, but I'm also not, you know, like an author with tons of fans and followers, but exactly. yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I empathize. Yeah. But also give me that book. I empathized yes. uh, six years ago. I no longer have to. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. fair. Um, it is, uh, I, I don't know all the details of what's going on. And I'm not as invested in these books as Derek is. But uh, why would you promise to put a chapter out if you, or why would you even throw that out as an option if you didn't think that it, at least realistically, you could spit shine a chapter in a month, you know, like, like, that's the thing. You put the chapter out, everyone knows it's going to go through edits later. You know, no one's going to expect this to be the official final version of this chapter forever I mean, and ever. Amen. I mean, someone's fair, going to expect that. Even if, 
okay, well, if I did expect that, the thing is, is like, okay, you came out with the last book 11 years ago. You can't, you're not in a place where like you have a chapter that's done. A singular chapter. One? Not one. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the first chapter, just literally any chapter. Be- because Anything. the thing is, when it comes to uh, the prologue, uh, I have a particular affinity and love for those prologues, but they're formulaic. If he yeah. did the same thing he did in the first two. And while they're fucking fantastic, um, and I didn't even listen to him read this other yeah. one because I'm like, I'm I saw staying, the transcript. I stay away- it follows the formula. Yeah. And I stay away from at this point, I avoid anything to do with him. Like I, I want to know nothing. I don't I don't care. When the book comes out, I'll read the book. Until then, I don't give a fuck anymore. Um, but <laughs> oh, like, poor, poor Derek. Well, no, it's just like you're you're I don't have time for this. Yeah, you're you have not respected my time. I'm not going to respect yours. When your book comes out, I'll fucking read it and tell you if it's good or not. That's that's yeah. as far as this goes now. Um, don't play with my heart. Well, just, no, I mean, it's yeah. just like I'm, I'm not getting into it. But um, but when it comes to the prologue, like the prologue's short, yeah. formulaic. And while it is very interesting and cool, like, OK, he could have had that done literally the day after the fucking second book printed. Hell, because it probably true. was done that, the prologue was probably done 10 years ago yeah 100 so yeah the super frustrating um mm. i was i was like okay fuck yeah he's read the prologue clearly he's getting more comfortable with this book i feel yeah. like i that's my thing it gave me a lot of hope that the book was somewhat imminent but then we go seven months without a chapter we're not getting this book anytime fucking soon. Like the only thing I was hoping is like he said that and then they were like, bro, this book is coming out within the next few months. We're not releasing a chapter right now. Yeah. That's the yeah. only thing I can Well, think but of. the other thing is though, I feel like if the book was close enough to coming out that they would say that, they would yeah. just announce it, you know? Like, oh, hey yeah. guys, you're not gonna get this chapter because uh, I've sent uh, my final draft off to the editor and boom. everything to do with Patrick Rothfuss and his ability to spin and keep PR on a positive note when it comes to him not coming out with his books, <laughs> it does, like he does, he can't do it. He cannot do it. So I wouldn't even think even if it was coming out, he would have thought to do that because he would have done the exact wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, Oh God. Like, I love his charity work. Like, I, and it's it's hard to like poo poo charity work. Like, he does raise a fuck off lot of money. Um, but the only reason he's able to raise that money is because he's Patrick Rothfuss. And the only reason he's Patrick Rothfuss is because these books he's written. And like, obviously, I I don't know how to say this without being an ass, but it's like, bro, like fuck man like just put this book out like spend a little less time on this charity and finish this fucking book and then just coast for the, like at that point he like i don't know how much money he's made but sold 20 million copies if he gets a dollar a copy which i think would not be unreasonable to think he has gotten 20 million dollars like that that that's more or less fuck you money. Like he never has to work for the rest of his life. All he has to do is just sit around and write books, like get that third book out there and then just fundraise for the rest of your fucking life, dude. Never write another book and just do world builders for the rest of your life. But it's not, it's not what he, it's just like, and the thing is, is I know too many people like him. I've been around too many people that do and say the same things he does. Like it is what it is, man. At a certain point, I can't, I can't feel sorry for you anymore. Like you're yeah. putting yourself in the situation. You've created yeah. the situation for yourself. Like yeah. at this point, this is the reality of the situation. You know what people are going to think and say. You don't get to complain about it anymore. Well, so it's, and my thing is, is like at, at this point, he's burned so much goodwill in the community that it's like, I feel like he's like, oh, if I just work on this novel a little bit more, it'll be able to come out and no one will be able to say anything bad. And that is just impossible. And the longer he waits, the worse it, it is the worse it is like you he can't write his way out of criticism at this point he's burned yeah. so much goodwill in the community well see the um, thing is is i don't care if he comes out and that book is perfect i'm gonna be like it was fucking perfect i'm uh, i don't care like i don't care yeah. about the weight 
But like until that, I'm going to ignore you because I have no time. I can't. Yeah. Like this is not, you have burned my goodwill. And until you show that it was worth my weight, then I can't, I can't interact. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, I feel bad for generally like all three of these guys because I mean, it's no, 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 no. I feel bad for two of these guys. Two of these guys, (laughs) two of these guys have stated repeatedly over the years that they have uh, severe like anxiety or depression issues. And okay. I am sympathetic to that as a guy who is constantly anxious and has suffered with depression. I get that. I'm sympathetic. Um, I, okay. George R. R. Martin. um, If being a portly rich old dude could get you sympathy, um, then I guess I just need to work on being rich. Because I got the portly okay. and getting old side. You wear the right hat. So, I do. <laughs> you do. You do. George Martin reminds me of my kid. Like, hey, man, it's time for dinner. You need to eat this dinner. Okay. And the kid's going to sit there and come up with a million excuses or be interested in 25,000 things to other than the one fucking thing that you need done it's like yes your room does need cleaned but it's dinner time right now yeah you do need to put your clothes in the laundry but eat your fucking dinner like that's (laughs) that's kind of what it's kind of what it reminds me of he's like doing a million projects to avoid doing the thing that he's supposed to be doing yeah well i get it i I get it because like a cookbook (laughs) writing a book like that is hard you know, I can yeah. only imagine how hard it is. Like I write books. I don't write books anywhere near as complicated and they're not easy to write. So I get it. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh man, I could go lock myself in a room for a couple of weeks and, and write, or I could go restore an old movie theater. Cause I like old movies and I want to do that. And, yeah. and I get, I do get that appeal, especially yeah, when you're old sure. and have fuck you money, but God damn True. it, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's too, I mean, like, I understand, you know, that having a daunting task in front of you and there's pressure because there's a lot of people who want it. And plus the added pressure of like, holy shit, the last season of Game of Thrones was so bad. This book better be so good. So you got all this pressure. So it's like, "Mm, I could do that thing that stresses me out or I could do a little comic book. I could maybe do a little cookbook. I I, could do all these little easy side things. I I also wonder to what degree. Now, I don't know about Scott Lynch's financials. You know, I don't know how many books he sold. I have, I have no concept of like, is he, is he rich or is he still somewhat struggling author? I don't know. Um, But I know Rothfuss and, and Martin. uh, I don't, well, I know Martin is, loaded uh, i assume yeah. i assume rothfuss is he he does okay you He's know as far yeah. as he needs to be along those lines yeah but so i wonder yeah. if part of it is that hunger is gone like you know Ooh, george R. Yeah. martin early career you know he didn't start out this way you know he's been doing this for a long time he had uh there was times where he had to stick to deadlines or he would not eat you know yeah yeah rothfuss mm-hmm. yeah that first book sold really well um, but there was still no, you, you're okay. You're, you're Pat Rothfuss, lowercase. You're not Pat Rothfuss, uppercase yet. Get that second book in and we can talk. And sure. After the second book comes out, his, his brand builds and builds. And now, now he can get away with that shit. So the pressure pressure is off, you know? Yeah. And so it, it's like the pressure now comes from the fans, <laughs> yeah, not from the publisher. And, uh, I don't know. All the fans bitching have already paid their money, you know? Yep. 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 And, so. and as much as the fans bitch and moan, they'll buy the book if it ever comes out. Doesn't yeah. matter how long it takes to come out. We're going to buy it. Well, and you know, so, this is something, I mean, this is something we're going to talk about a little more in depth in a, in a, in a late episode that's going to come out in a week or two. Um, but all this talk, all this, all this fuss is on the internet. And the the older I get and the more I pay attention to stuff like this, the vast majority of folks out there have no real cognizance of what's going on. You know, um, yeah. they're, they're not really paying attention to this to the degree we are. Like I would say with Roth, this it's a little different because of how big it was. But there's probably, I mean, probably 70% of the people who read, 
you know, the first two uh, Rothfuss books, they've been so busy reading other stuff and they probably haven't even really devoted much thought to the fact of, oh, oh book three. Oh, yeah, I guess I haven't read that. Oh, is it not? Okay, let me go read a bunch of other stuff, you know? Yeah, they don't sit there and fret true. about it like we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just the the internet, people get loud with it. So, or on this podcast, people get loud with it. Right. You get loud with it. We're just along for the ride, my guy. All right. So we we <laughs> a, we asked some questions at the end of the last one. Uh, yes. So question one: Who is the worst offender? Uh, I said last time that it was Lynch because he had provided no content related to what the fans wanted in the ensuing years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now going to say that, Ooh, I don't know. I guess ironically, I'm going to say Rothfuss because yeah. he gave something and then didn't give what he promised, you know, and that, mm. that just really sits poorly with me. So I, I'm going to say Rothfuss is the worst offender currently, but only, by the the faintest of whiskers because man george r R. martin get your fucking shit together (laughs) yeah i i agree i think it's rothis um for as much as i'm frustrated with martin for not putting out winds of winter there is content coming from westeros so i mean we still have you know some world building content and some little lots of little side quests and stories and things like that yeah so at least there's something coming Uh, yeah i mean it's not what we want but at least it's something yeah Derek. yeah your thoughts it's rothfuss he's the worst (laughs) (laughs) all right uh so uh the next follow-up question is who is the most likely to not finish um at that time i said rothfuss uh i'm going to now say but i think y'all said martin i'm going to say martin just because He's even older mm-hmm. um, now. Like Rothfuss is what, Derek, what forties? Uh, I actually haven't pulled up. Let me look. Um, I would say he's probably like mid to he's late. Born 40s. in seventy three. Oh man, I can't do that. Forty nine. Oh, so he's he's like twelve years older than me. He's forty nine. Forty nine. There we go. Yeah. So um, I, I feel like. In 30 years, it's reasonable to expect that we would get uh, this book finished. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, supposedly, this is supposed to be a prequel series, but uh, I'm not even, I counted that last time. I'm not even counting that this time. Look, if we get this, I I think he will end up going and writing something completely different. I think he will never return to this world, honestly. Um, Or if he does, it'll be short fiction or novellas and stuff like that. I don't see him ever writing another novel in this world. I think he 100% could, but I do think that what he has said in interviews about backing himself into the corner, promising the greatest story ever told by the greatest storyteller ever told really has not helped this whole situation. It has not. Um, So, yeah, I think I, I just I struggle to see Martin living long enough to finish these two books writing at the pace that he is writing. Um. Unless he's pulling a, a whole fucking like another surprise thing. Like, oh, hey, you know, this whole Here's time I said I was, I, I was really writing both of them and, and shit's done. Unless he pulls that off in like the next five years, I just I struggle to see him finishing. Yeah, Sorry, guys, unfortunately, um, I don't think it's a matter of him dying. I just think it's he's he's having too much fun doing all the other stuff. Well, like, here's. Here's the other I thing is he, I don't think he's motivated to finish. He's got all these other projects that are more fun, less stressful, and he's already got his money. Fuck the fans. Well, They're going to well, keep he, eating the cookbooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He did post uh, saying like, Hey, I'm, he's going to be at like comic con signing books. And he was like, yeah, I, I am vaxxed and double boosted, but like I am trying to limit my exposure and that's the thing. Like he's an old portly dude. Like yeah. I'm a young ish portly dude and COVID freaks the hell out of me. Cause I'm fat and you know, I got fat people lung capacity, you know? Um, right. And so he's older, you know, and I'm not saying that like, but at that age, like, like the flu can turn into pneumonia, you know, yeah. and then boom, yeah. old people in pneumonia get on like cats and water, you know? So 
I don't know. I Fair just worry enough. for him. I worry for him. Well, um, he's eaten too many of his recipes. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's got to taste test them, right? <laughs> I mean, you can't put out a cookbook if you haven't tested the recipe. It's yeah. True. Um. So yeah, Derek, do you think we, we did you agree on that, Martin? Least likely yeah. to finish. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, who do we think is most likely to finish? And to clarify what we mean for Rothfuss, the trilogy for Martin the game of thrones series which is seven books and for lynch it is uh supposed to be a seven book series he said originally it's going to be seven books and then 20 year time jump seven more books but i struggle to believe that at this point i think right. he gets seven so that's just what we're going to count we're not going to say what they they're dreaming of doing just what's on the table currently who do you think actually finishes definitely Rothfuss. He does have the lowest bar to cut to hurdle he has the lowest bar. And I, in my opinion, I even can tell you right now what's going to happen. Okay. He's going to procrastinate for us. He's going to procrastinate overly to the point where he has ruined his name for the most part to where the fan base is in its entirety has turned against him to where no one expects anything from him anymore. Then he's yeah. going to come out with the book and the it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And it's going to be fucking amazing. But he will have already done the damage Worse. to himself. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just like it's going to put him in a weird spot where he'll never be what he should have been or could have been career-wise. Yeah. And that's just kind of where we're going to go. I'm I'm going. I, I think I think Lynch and Rothfuss will both finish. I think Rothfuss will finish first. Um, it's just easier because this is only books. one book. Yeah. Um, but I will say that Lynch is giving the most indication of finishing in that he's writing novellas set in the world, you know, right. mm-hmm. um, and three of them. So, and that are apparently to a point that they could be published, you know, they're not just, Oh, I wrote them and they're just sitting in a trunk and they'll come out sometime. It's like, no, uh subterranean press is going to be putting them out. Like it's going to be, it's a thing. So Jesus, Bob, real quick. How long ago do you do you think the slow regard of silent things was? Uh, six years ago. It was in 2014. Fuck. Jesus. That was only yeah. what two or three years after the second book? Uh three years, yeah. If that I'm remembering is, right, that so is I think still my favorite 11. thing that he wrote. Yeah. I love that book so much. Uh, I love that book more than the other two. I've You're never wrong, like that's okay. almost cried over an inanimate object before, and he managed to do that. Like I like I was getting teary eyed over <laughs> a, a fucking cog. You know, I, I just like, I just that's witchcraft. I can't believe how fucking long ago that was. Yeah. Anyways, hot garbage. I'm just so, getting worked up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not think about it. All right, let's let's take a deep breath. Woosaw, woosaw. Um. So yeah, for those of you who may have not thought about this in two and a half years well there you go there's your updates um we we spent a whole lot of time to say more or less nothing <laughs> okay well so have the authors we're just as good as them i was about hey. to say that yes <laughs> hey i just so want to be sad. clear that uh in the time these authors in the time since we last talked about these authors I myself have published three books. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Show off. It, it's well, in a slow regard, though. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not. It's not. Okay. To be fair, okay. uh, to be fair, <laughs> you could put all three of my books inside uh, any of these authors' books. <laughs> uh, Minor, like, 55 to 60,000 word books. Theirs are like 700 page monstrosities. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, putting out content matters. And I mean, we, we see that with, you know, the little nuggets that we've been getting from Lynch. And as much as it annoys me, what we get from Martin, at least, you know, <laughs> the at least we can see the little brain hamsters still churning yeah cooking out some kind of content so i mean you mean it matters you weren't, 
you're not you're not amazed and impressed with uh Rothfuss's uh character design and story design in Torment Tides of Numenera or in uh him helping create uh like comics Wait, did, and stuff. Did he help with did he help with Torment Tides of Numenera? He yeah, he wrote one of the characters. Huh. I and the story design around that character. It is yeah. rare for me to ever play a game twice at this point in my life because I'm mm-hmm. busy and old and damn it, I play the game once and play it through as get as much content out of it as I can and then never think about it again. Um, that game I actually played twice back to back because it has so many like major choices, like the party, you, what party members you actually go with, like change everything. So I basically like played through it with two of the party members and, and played then it played it again with two different party members and had a very different experience. Um, yeah. That game's pretty good. I've got it and I've been meaning to play it, but you know, it's pretty good. I'm not going to say it's amazing, but it's, it's pretty good. I just really like the setting and that's mm-hmm. why I was so in love with it. Um, but yeah. All right. Have we said all that needs to be said here, guys? Yes. Mm-hmm. Derek, has it been weird doing a podcast just me and you with no no other third third co-host oh, while yes. we sit here and review Wikipedia articles? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, but I acknowledge everyone that I'm working with. So, hey, Tanya, how's it going? Hi, Derek. Yep. Good job today. Thanks, buddy. You did so good. I'm super proud of you. High five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go out for sushi. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, in the coming weeks, as you sit there and not finish writing the book series that you have been working on that people have been wanting for years and years and years, I hope that you find the words you've been looking for and may the blessing of the beard be upon you. Okay, bye. Thank you for checking out Books, Beards, Booze. As always, you can give us a like and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. And if you got some time, why not go by our website, tellsbybob.com, all part of the Tales by Bob podcast network. This podcast is part of the Tales by Bob network. To see all our great shows, go to tellsbybob.com.